morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us for this exciting announcement this morning. To start things off, I will invite Minister of Children and Family Services, Cyril Turton, to the podium. Well, thank you very much, Ashley, and good morning, everyone. I'd like to start by saying Happy Foster and Kinship Caregiver Month. I'm so pleased that we're able to be here with, with the amazing folks from Alberta Foster and Kinship Association who have kindly agreed to host us as we announce three exciting new initiatives that I'm confident will provide meaningful support to foster caregivers, help with recruitment, and improve stability for children and youth in government care. Foster caregivers are invaluable partners. Our government is always looking for ways to set them up for success so that they can focus on meeting the needs of children in their care and keep them connected to family, culture, and community while providing a safe and loving place to live. Being a foster caregiver is deeply rewarding. At the same time, it's not always easy. Helping children and youth navigate trauma, complex needs, and the difficult process of being taken into care demands a great deal of time, energy, and compassion. And given that, I'm very pleased to announce that starting this November, we will be helping foster caregivers easily access mental health supports no matter where they are in the province. Through an investment of $6.5 million, we'll be covering the cost of five hours of counseling per year for every licensed foster home in Alberta. This support will not only be available to caregivers, but to their family members as well. Counseling sessions can be arranged through CFS or via a licensed counselor of the caregiver's choice. Caregivers can also access mental health supports through the Counseling Alberta website. Mental wellness is vital, and I hope this new support will give our dedicated foster caregivers more opportunities to take care of themselves. And that brings me to another step we're taking to support our efforts to recruit more foster caregivers. I'm excited to announce our Refer a Foster Caregiver program. This program will leverage the power of community in order to address some of the recruitment challenges we're facing here in our province. Word of mouth referrals are a powerful and effective recruitment strategy within the foster community. Many of our current foster caregivers have some great success stories to share. They know firsthand what makes an excellent foster family and can see those qualities in their loved ones, their friends, and their neighbors. And that's why current foster caregivers will now receive $500 for each successful referral that leads to the creation of a new licensed foster home here in Alberta. We expect this program, which is projected to cost $450,000 over four years, it will support our goal of recruiting more foster caregivers. You might have seen our Just Like You campaign, which showed Albertans there's a need for more foster families and reignited interest in fostering. And building on that success, we hope this referral program will help us grow our pool of licensed foster homes across the province, creating stability in the foster care system so that vulnerable children and youth can move less often and stay connected to the people and places that they know. The third initiative I want to tell you about is all about maintaining those crucial connections for youth aging out of care who often deal with a lot of disruption and uncertainty at a critical junction in their lives. Our government understands how important it is for young adults transitioning out of government care to have consistent support from people who already know and care about them, people that they trust. For those foster caregivers who are continuing to provide essential guidance and mentorship and support to young adults who continue to live in their home after turning 18 and entering the Transition to Adult Program, or TAP, government is investing $16.7 million so we can keep paying the daily caregiver skill fee 
or special rates until the youth in their care turns 22. Caregivers can also receive rent through financial supports available to young adults through TAP. This voluntary program will help young people aging out of care begin moving towards independence and building bright, successful futures focused on their own terms. Back in the summer, Premier Smith asked me to continue this ministry's work to recruit and retain foster caregivers and to give kids in care the best experience we possibly can. We've made progress, and I know that there is still work ahead. For now, I hope these initiatives, representing a combined investment of more than $23.6 million, will get us closer to a system where caregivers feel supported and where children and youth in care can experience stability, safety, and belonging. Thanks again to AFCA for hosting us here today. Thanks to our amazing foster caregivers. And now I'll hand it over to Melissa Jones, the CEO of the Alberta Foster and Kitchen Association. Thank you, Minister Turton. Welcome, everyone, to the Office of the Alberta Foster and Kinship Association. Here at AFCA, we provide a variety of practical and relevant supports, programs, and services for foster and kinship families. We build trusted relationships so that those who care for children placed in Alberta homes feel safe, heard, supported, and connected. We advocate with and on behalf of those who care for children placed in Alberta homes. We inform educate and engage with external communities and we act on behalf of foster and kinship caregivers when working directly with you and the Ministry of Children and, uh, Children and Family Services. It is a pleasure to be here with you today as we announce new funding and programs that will make impact or improvements to the foster care system and support foster caregivers as well as limit some disruptions to children in using care. Foster caregivers go above and beyond to provide safety and support for children and youth. It's essential that we continue to provide caregivers with the supports they need so they can continue to provide love and care to the children and youth in their homes. I'm so pleased that Alberta's government is providing the additional support to help foster caregivers cover, com cover some of the costs for counseling. It's an important beginning to address the unique stresses they experience and demonstrates the awareness and recognition in the importance of promoting the mental health and well-being of foster caregivers. I'm also pleased to hear the government will be maintaining the foster caregiver daily skill fee or special rate when youth transition out of care to adulthood. The dedicated work of a caregiver doesn't just stop because a youth turns 18, and this funding will support foster families staying together while these young adults take steps to achieve independence. I would also like to thank Children and Family Services for providing AFCA with a one-time grant that will help us continue our work, educating the public about foster and kinship care, recognizing these caregivers for the role they play in communities, and hopefully add to foster care recruitment efforts. We at AFCA appreciate the partnership we have with your ministry, and we look forward to continuing to represent foster and kinship caregivers and advocating for their needs so they can continue to provide care and stability to children and youth in care. Thank you. All right, that concludes the formal part of our announcement. I will now open the floor for questions and answers and invite the minister back to the podium uh, to answer any questions you may have. Uh, reporters will get one question, one follow-up, and if there's time after, we will circle back for any 
further questions. Uh, we'll start by qu taking questions in the room. So if you have any, uh, just line up the mic over here. Uh, yeah. Hi, Mr. Sarah Ryan, Global News. I'm just looking for you to paint a picture for us, if you can, of you talked a lot about trying to recruit more foster families. So can you talk about how desperate that need is and, and when did that change, if you can help fill in that gap for us? Well, the, the decline in foster care parents has been happening over the last couple of years and my heart just goes out to these amazing families. They open up their, their hearts and their homes to some amazing kids. And so the announcement today was really about recruiting additional foster care parents uh, to help bolster the ranks of these amazing families. And just based upon some of the experience that we've seen in other uh, provinces that have had um, referral fees given, we know that there's success in those programs, and that's why we want to emulate it here in the province of Alberta. I know that there was a change a few years ago with um, pre-pandemic um, with foster parents no longer necessarily fostering leading to adoption. And perhaps this is a question for Melissa. I'm wondering if that um, kind of precipitated or occurred at the same time as a drop in the number of foster families, or is it not a drop, or is it more kids needing care? Can you? It, it would be a little bit of both. Um, that was one of the uh, policy changes that did uh, occur that did cause some uh, a difference in our foster care families. And we're continuing to have discussions um, with families that are wanting to go adopt to see if uh, maybe we can open up new avenues that they should take access or be aware of. But uh, really, just based upon the experience that other provinces and states have had when, when it comes to some of the initiatives that we talked about today, we know that there's going to be a lot of interest in this program. A lot of families are going to come back in and, be, uh, and open up their homes and their hearts again to some amazing kids. And so um, we're going to continue to have those conversations over the next couple months, both with families that are wanting to adopt as well as with the foster care community to see if there's additional steps that we should be looking at in the future. All right, we're now going to switch to the phones. Operator, please put through the first caller. Lisa Johnson, Edmonton Journal. Hi, thanks for taking my question. Uh, this is for the minister. I'm wondering if you can just outline a few more of the details here. You're talking about a foster caregiver daily skill fee um, to go to families uh, who have youth transitioning out of care over the age of 18. Um, and this comes after your government replaced the F SFAA with TAP which cut off financial aid at, at the age of 22. Is there a cap to this new program and will there be any changes to TAP to line up with that? Is this, is this an admission that those changes to the SFAA um, and the replacement with TAP uh, was the wrong move? Well, thank you for the question. This announcement today was really about um, ensuring that those foster care families that are looking after children after the age of 18 continue uh, to have those incentives and financial compensation to look after those children. Uh, we have found, just talking with foster care families around the province, that for many of the children that hit 18, uh, that the parents and the families that wanted to continue that relationship um, were having additional financial um, costs that they had to address. And so really the announcement today is to make sure that we can continue to strengthen those relationships between those young adults from the ages of 18 to 22, make sure that those relationships that those children have with foster care parents uh, continue to be supported. Uh, we know from looking at the evidence that there's real benefits to making sure that these relationships can continue, uh, and we want to make sure that we can do everything in our power to make sure that uh, that relationship is strengthened. Do you have a follow-up? 
Yeah, thanks for that. Um, I'm also wondering if there's going to be any sizable increase to staffing caseworkers in children's services to support these families, because with more foster families, there will likely be a need for more support on that end. And just if I can cap off another, uh, another or sneak in another question here, uh, I know in February you launched an awareness campaign calling on Albertans to consider becoming foster parents with the aim of creating 100 additional foster placements over the next year. I'm wondering if you can update us on where you're at in terms of meeting that goal. No, excellent, uh, excellent questions. So we're continuing to have those conversations within the department and with our other stakeholders about the downstream uh, ramifications of these types of announcements. I feel confident that our ministry can easily handle um, the extra caseloads, but we're continuing to have those conversations, especially as we come into budget. Um, regarding the announcement that happened in the spring about the um, uh, getting new additional foster care um, parents, we have seen a small uptick. But uh, we're hoping that uh, with the announcement here today that we will cause a, a vast increase in the number of foster care parents, uh, very similar to what has happened with other provinces that have had similar types of announcements. Operator, can you put through the next caller? Michelle Belfontaine, CBC. Oh, hi, Minister. Thanks for taking my question. Um, I want to ask you about something a little off topic. It, it appears that the federal court has approved more than $23 billion in compensation for First Nations children and families over Ottawa racially discriminating against them by chronically underfunding the unreserved child welfare system and other family services. So I'm wondering if I could get your reaction to that. Well, thank you for the question. You know, our department's going to continue to um, analyze and look at, at the results of uh, court rulings pertaining to First Nations children, First Nations communities. Um, we'll have more to speak to that in the future. Did you have a follow-up? Uh, no. Thank you. All right, operator, put through the next caller, please. Katherine Gregowski, Alberta Today. Oh, thanks for taking my question. So I, I did have a similar question to Lisa about how that Just Like You campaign is going. You said a small uptick. Do you have, do you have a, a specific number that you can share of how many have been added in the province? Yeah, for specific numbers, uh, we can get you that information uh, afterwards. Sure. Do you have a follow-up? Yeah, and so, uh, and again, on, on Michelle's question on the federal court decision, are, are you doing anything else uh, aside from that ruling? Like, what are you doing to ensure um, equitable care for First Nations children and their families? Well, over the last couple of months, I've been meeting with uh, First Nations leaders uh, right across the entire province, and and uh, talk. Many of them are in different stages of of um, taking on children, the children's services aspect into their um, own communities. We continue to have those conversations. I know that there's a, a couple of communities that are a little bit closer uh, to the point when they are actually able to look after uh, First Nations, sorry, uh, children's services on their respective communities. So we're continuing to have those conversations. Um, my doors are always open. I'm, I'm in constant communications with uh, First Nations leaders from around the province, and we're continuing to move forward in that spirit of reconciliation uh, to make sure that First Nations leaders and communities um, continue to have a say in how their tr uh, children are looked after. Operator, are there any further questions? There are no other questions on the phone at this time. All right, that concludes our announcement for today. If you have any follow-up questions, uh, my contact information is at the bottom of the news release. Thank you so much for joining us today.